It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by the amazingly delicious Built Bar. Check out BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code Locked On to get 20% off your next order. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The 2020 season did not quite go as planned for Reds fans as the playoffs ended abruptly in the wild card round. Now the Reds are left to pick up the pieces during the offseason and fix a lineup that was the worst in Major League Baseball. How are they going to do it? What are they going to do? Rumors, transactions, news, all here on the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Let's go. What's up, Reds fans, and welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today on today's show. We're going to talk about a trade. The Reds made a trade. Actually, I think they were the first team in Major League Baseball to make a trade, them and the Rockies. Of course, there's got to be two teams involved in a trade, but we're going to break that down here in just a minute. Also, with it being Black Friday, I'm going to talk about a good deal and a bad deal. No, I'm not going to talk about that Francisco Lindor trade proposal that MLB Network had. I've already talked about that. We're not going to do that. I'm going to look at a couple of different free agent deals that sound either enticing or terrible. We'll jump into that here in just a second, though, because first I want to talk about this trade. Nick Kroll has made his first trade as the head of the front office for the Cincinnati Reds. The Reds traded Robert Stevenson and Jamison Hanna to Colorado for Jeff Hoffman and Case Williams. Now, you can be excused if you don't know those names. It's fine. Jeff Hoffman was kind of an obscure reliever for the Rockies, although he was not uh, always thought of to be that way. In fact, he was the key centerpiece in the deal some five years ago whenever the Rockies traded Troy Tulowitzki to the Toronto Blue Jays. He just never panned out. In fact, he kind of sounds a lot like Robert Stevenson whenever you read about Jeff Hoffman. He's got a nice fastball, pretty good breaking ball, but he doesn't really have a good, reliable third pitch. However, he sounds like the perfect case for Derek Johnson. He sounds like the perfect uh, new toy for Derek Johnson to turn around and turn into a weapon for this Reds pitching staff. The interesting thing is he has some flexibility when it comes to his role. When he was with the Rockies, he was coming out of the bullpen, but he was usually a multi-inning guy, a long relief type situation. So he could fill into the role that Michael Lorenzen currently has. Now, not to say that they would rely on him later on in games, but 
I think that this kind of opens the door for the Reds to really consider Michael Lorenzen as the fifth starter for this coming season. I mean, obviously, he's going to be in the runnings with a lot of different guys, but this opens the door so that if Lorenzen makes it to the rotation, they aren't uh, sitting there high and dry for a long reliever. Not as if that's something that you have to have. Not every team has a long relief option. And usually it's just a guy that's trying to work on some stuff and get better and get right. But Jeff Hoffman shows some promise. They say that he's got a nice uh, spin rate on his fastball. It's just inconsistent. Also, his delivery is a little rough around the edges, and he doesn't really hide his pitches very well, which is an interesting thing in the pros. But something I believe Derek Johnson and Kyle Bodie and those guys will be able to work with him on as he comes over from the Rockies. He is looked at as a dark horse as far as a potential weapon out of the bullpen for the Reds. Case Williams, on the other hand, was a draft pick last year for the Colorado Rockies. He was a fourth round pick. He was actually picked just a few picks before the Reds spot And Nick Kroll said in his press conference about this trade that Case Williams was on their board. He was their guy that they were going to go after until the Rockies snatched him out from underneath. They turned uh, Jameson Hanna into the guy that they wanted to pick in the fourth round. So for all intents and purposes, the Tanner Rourke trade turns into an extra draft pick for the Reds. Case Williams is looked at as kind of a high ceiling but also low floor, risky project type prospect. We'll see exactly how uh, he is handled there. He's a right-handed pitcher as well. I didn't mention that. So yeah, Case Williams, right-handed pitcher. And Kyle Bodie will get to work with him straight away. I I, I know that uh, Kyle Bodie has been active on Twitter throughout the offseason talking about different players that he got to see in the Arizona Fall League and different things that guys that he wished he would have been able to work with during the minor league season, but at least got to see for a little while in Arizona. Some names that aren't popping up on the Reds' top prospect list, guys to look forward to. So maybe he can turn Case Williams into another one of those projects that the Reds can run with here in the next couple of years. But overall, this was more of a change of scenery type deal for Jeff Hoffman from the Rockies and then also Bob Steve. We, we got to say uh, farewell to our friend Bob Steve. Look, I, I know that there at the end in 2020, we really didn't want to see him coming out of the bullpen. A lot of that had to do with his health. He had back problems last season, and he just never seemed right after those began early on in the season, and he was never able to recover from them. But every time he seemed to get trot out there by David Bell, he was giving up homer after homer, meatball after meatball, and it was just absolutely painful to watch. So hopefully a change of scenery does him well. Now... I think if you're a pitcher, a change of scenery going to Colorado isn't exactly the change of scenery you would have had in mind. But we'll see exactly how that works out for Bob Steve's career. And Jamison Hanna, I mean, obviously he is a guy that really did not uh, like the fact that he missed out on a full season of minor league baseball, a full season of development. He really didn't show much after coming over from the A's and the Tanner Rourke trade. It's not as if we're sitting here thinking, oh boy, the Reds gave up a guy that was close to the majors. He he didn't look that close. So this will be interesting to see how the trade pans out. But overall, 
on the scale of boy oh boy how far does this move you the meter in the offseason this kind of feels like when the Reds got Travis Jankowski last year like okay let's see what Jeff Hoffman does I, I don't really have any expectations for that uh, and Case Williams sounds like a dart throw as far as a prospect We'll see how that works. But that is the first trade for your Cincinnati Reds. Coming up, we've got a good deal and a bad deal. As this Black Friday is, it's Black Friday today, and everybody's uh, looking for a good deal, looking for a sale. Uh, I've got a thought on that, and it's involving a shortstop that we've talked about a couple of times already since the offseason began. But before we do, have you had a Built Bar yet? I'm telling you what, if you have not had a Built Bar yet, go get one. They're amazing, they're tasty, they're delicious, and they're healthy for you. Most snacks are going to leave you feeling guilty. Built Bar's not that way. They've got 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of fat, and 17 grams of protein in some cases. They've got amazing flavors like cookies and cream. My favorite, Cherry Barcia. It's just absolutely phenomenal. You can also check out Pumpkin Chocolate Chip Cookie, and they've got a new limited flavor in white chocolate. Check them out at BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code Locked On to get 20% off your next order. Built Bar is amazing, and it's not going to leave you feeling like you just ate another Thanksgiving dinner in a snack. Check them out at BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code Locked On to get 20% off. All right, so this had me excited. I saw Jim Bowden writing an article about new heads of teams and what's the first thing that they can do to really rope in the fan base, really get everybody excited about their tenure. And he talked about Nick Crawl. He said the first thing that Nick Crawl should do to get everybody in Cincinnati excited is to go sign Marcus Simeon. And he said, sign him to a two year, $18 million contract. I love that deal. Do it tomorrow. Do it yesterday. Do it right now. Go get Marcus Simeon. That is an amazing deal. Two years at $18 million? If that's what we're looking at, then the Reds have no reason to not accept that. Look, that is $9 million a season. That is not a lot of money. That is something that the Reds can easily pay, I believe. I mean, obviously, I'm a fan that's talking about the Reds' finances as if I know, and I, I, I don't. But when I look at this... $9 million for the shortstop that Marcus Simeon is, is pretty fantastic. In fact, there's a great article out there by Bradford William Davis at the New York Daily News. It's an interview with Marcus Simeon talking about the human side of the small sample size of 2020. Like It's not Marcus Simeon's fault that the season got cut down so much. And when you look at his statistics, the fact that he's going into his free agency year and his stats look like they do on his baseball reference page for 2020, you, you probably wonder, boy, this guy, he might get one of those one-year prove-it deals. But he breaks it down, uh, Davis does, in this New York Daily News article talking about the not necessarily the statistical side, but still the eye test and a little bit of the analytics so far as like athleticism, speed, movement, all that stuff. None of that dropped off. It's not as if Marcus Simeon saw a noticeable dip in his actual abilities. It's just he was kind of getting unlucky. A word that we've heard so much this season and we hate and we're tired of it. 
But that's kind of what it was. And when you're looking at this small sample size for Marcus Simeon and you say, okay, maybe the Reds can get a bargain. And then you've got a guy on the athletic and Jim Bowden, who actually used to be a general manager, if uh, some of you probably remember that, for the Cincinnati Reds. He didn't make all that many good trades, though. But yeah, whatever. He used to be the general manager for the Reds. He is talking about $9 million a year for two years for Marcus Simeon. Sign me up on that because that would be phenomenal. In fact, that's not even doubling Freddie Galvis's contract, and I tend to think that Marcus Simeon is a lot better at all aspects of the game than Freddie Galvis is. So sign me up for that deal. That is a good deal. Here's a bad deal, though, and it's actually the same numbers. Two years, $18 million for Andrelton Simmons. Hear me out. I began this offseason singing the praises of Andrelton Simmons, but the more and more I read into this, the more and more I want the Reds, if they get him, to get him on a bargain, to get him on a prove-it, one-year kind of contract, low-cost, you know, vet minimum kind of thing. It's not that I'm rooting against Andrelton Simmons. It's just the more that I look at his situation with the injury to his ankle – obviously it's not something that's going to be widely reported whether he's fully healthy or not until he's actually signed somewhere. But the fact that he had such trouble with it throughout the season and then opted out of the final 10 games of the year while the Angels were still kind of hanging on to contention. They were hanging on by a thread, but they were still in contention. He opted out because he felt as though he needed to get it fully healthy. So that's the hugest question. I don't know that I want the Reds going out there and getting damaged goods for the same amount of money that they could be getting Marcus Simeon. I mean, it's just telling you that the article in the New York Daily News says that his athleticism, his talent, everything that you can see with his eyes and the analytics and stuff, none of that's dropped off. The, the batting average might be a little bit lower, but all of the intangibles are still there. Andrelton Simmons has large question marks surrounding his health, and he's always kind of been a little bit injury prone. He has a great glove, and two years ago, his outs above average were through the roof, and he would be far and away the best fielder on the Reds team if he returned to that form. But the fact that you have to throw if, and the fact that you have to throw the fact that his deal According to Jim Bowden, who actually wrote the article on uh, projected free agent values, the fact that his deal would be the same as Marcus Simeon, uh, give me Marcus Simeon. And I know that I said earlier on in the season, I want the Reds to sign Angelton Simmons. Changing my tune on that. I, I am fully on the bandwagon for Marcus Simeon, and I would love to see him in a Reds uniform next season. Now, keep in mind that Marcus Simeon is a Bay Area dude, and he's only, I mean, he's played for the, the A's for a while now. So if the Giants come calling, he might stick with them just because that's where he knows and that's where he's grown up at. But on the other end of the spectrum, the Reds could present a very interesting opportunity to him. Because think about this. And I know we're, we're, we're talking a little bit about if and a little bit about hope. But if the guys that the Reds signed play closer to the back of their baseball card, play closer to the way that they were trending as the season ended in 2020 and they begin to be more consistent with an actual spring training that actually leads up to an actual baseball season. And then you add in the fact that they have a top flight athletic shortstop like Marcus Simeon, who can also hit pretty well. And you could kind of slot him. Maybe not. He could probably be in the top third of the order if he hits like he did two years ago, or 
you're not that sad about him being in the bottom third of the order, too. He's a strong bat down there. I think that that's the dude that you go for for two years at $18 million. Two years, $18 million for Angelton Simmons and his bum ankle might be too big a gamble. And we might be looking at another guy because we're talking about Wade Miley as if hopefully he can come back to some sort of form and be useful for the rotation when I remember singing the praises of the Reds for signing him on such a friendly deal, a two-year deal that was not that expensive. And I'm thinking, oh man, if they get this dude who pitched for the Astros, they got themselves a steal. And then he showed that he had trouble pitching. So if you bring... Andrewton Simmons in, and he's not fully healthy, but you paid as much as you could have paid for Marcus Simeon, who is fully healthy, who is awesome. I, I don't like that. That's not a good Black Friday deal to me. The good deal is Marcus Simeon. Go for him. That's what I want to see the Reds do here coming up. All right, so tomorrow we're going to dig in to some Locked On Reds line stuff in a Jeff's Junk Mail episode. So get your questions in. I've already got some on the Locked On Reds line, 513-549-0159, or hit me up on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs or at Locked On Reds. Also still have the poll running. Who was the Reds' best hitter last year? Was it Nick Castellanos or was it Jesse Winker? Weigh in on Twitter or on the Locked On Reds line. And we'll talk about that all on tomorrow's podcast. But that's going to do it for us here today. Now tell your smart device to play the Locked On MLB podcast, and I will talk to each and every one of you tomorrow. Let's go, Rex. Hey. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.